Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. We're going to be talking about being a beginner today. I thought this was great for we're coming up to the end of the year. So then it's the beginning of a new year and kind of this mindset that we can go into this new year with. And this is something that Jesse said to me recently that was really powerful as I started a new workout program. So I want to share Jesse's wisdom in that. Jesse, you didn't know I'm going to interview you a little bit and have you kind of download some of that stuff that you infused into me and sure. that pep talk that you gave me. But be- before we get to that, we just got back from our trip to Kansas. We usually go for Thanksgiving. This time we did it a little bit different. Um, one of the things that we try to always do is not get stuck in a rut and say, <laughs> this is the only way to do things. And mm-hmm. so always thinking outside of the box. And so we um, decided to try something new. And that was, I flew down early with Micah and Catherine. She's our 17-year-old. Micah is our baby, if you're new here. And Micah is currently just turned five months, does not like sitting in his car seat for very long. I mean, on a good day, he might last for 15 or 20 minutes, maybe possibly fall asleep. Usually once we hit the 20 minute mark, if he has been quiet, the screaming starts. And so the thought of what is it, 11 hours from thereabouts, yep. Tennessee to Kansas, the thought of 11 hours in the car with a child who is five months old, who detests car seats, uh, just sounded like a recipe for a very miserable time. And then you mm-hmm. add in three teenagers plus two, two-year-olds and two adults. Um, plus, <laughs> it is the busiest week of the year. I don't like to use the word busy. I like to use the word full because busy is kind of sounds like you're a victim of your circumstances and full is more like life is full, you're choosing and it's full of good things, but it's also full. Um, mm-hmm. So with quarter four with moneysavingmom.com, my blog, there's just a lot with all of the deals and Christmas sales and all of that. Well, then Thanksgiving has to fall on Black Friday week. And um, I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> it used to be that companies would really wait until maybe Thanksgiving evening, uh, very early Black Friday morning to launch all their sales. Now yeah. they've really started. I mean, there were, I think Walmart had some Black Friday sales in October. October. Yeah. Um, they had four weeks of Black Friday sales. So really, it kind of gets fuller and fuller and fuller leading up to the week of Thanksgiving. And this year, then we knew Monday, Tuesday, we're going to be just almost Black Friday-esque in how many sales they would have. And then obviously Friday and Saturday. So it allowed, so I flew down early with Catherine and Micah, and then you drove the rest of the kids. And um, then I came back a little bit late. So that allowed me to have some quiet in the hotel room with just the two children to be able to work and get some focus work done instead of being in the car with 
eight people, three who are under the age of three, trying to keep everyone, you know, happy and <laughs> calm and not screaming um, while trying to get work done. It's just not a real Mm-mm. feasible thing right now. So, well, the two I had did very, very well. How was Micah? Micah was great. Speaking of which, I just got a text that he woke up. Catherine's upstairs watching him. And so <laughs> we're going to run upstairs and get him. <laughs> Micah, did you want to join us? Did you hear us talking about you upstairs in your dreams? And you said, oh, I need to come downstairs and be on the podcast. So he did great. Um, he, he really does well on flights. I feel like this is the prime age to be flying with children because they sit on your lap. He just nurses has a bottle and it's just pretty chill. Now give him another two months and he's going to want to get down and be into everything because he's already trying to scoot and play with toys and he wants to eat food. He's just staring at me like, I know (laughs) she's talking about me. Um, But, you know, traveling, I feel like it's never without a story. Mm -hmm. And so on the way home, we flew back on Sunday And we were flying from Wichita to Dallas and then Dallas to Nashville, the Wichita to Dallas flight. I was having a lot of trouble getting my seatbelt. I was sitting, Catherine wasn't next to me because our seats were separated. She was back far on the plane. And so I was trying to get my seatbelt and the guy next to me was trying to help me. And it was kind of, I felt like I was almost having to like stick my hand down like inappropriately to try to get my seatbelt. So I was just letting, so I was letting him just hand me the seatbelt then because I was like, I can't, this is not going to be good. So he handed it to me and I think I was just kind of flustered or something. And I didn't even pay attention to the seatbelt. I just put it on. I was just so happy. Okay, got my seatbelt on. When I went to get off of the plane, I take the seatbelt off and get kind of in this, you know, motion, take seatbelt off and start to stand up. And there is this bright turquoise, sticky gum that I've apparently sat on or next to and had been warmed by my body the entire flight. It was a massive wad of gum. It was on the seatbelt? It must have been on the seatbelt. That's the only thing I can figure out. Like by the time I, I didn't recognize it until I was standing up and then there was just like gum, just strings of gum (sighs) everywhere. And I am not exaggerating. It was so bad. I was like, I was stuck partially to the seat and then it was all over my leg, on my shirt, on the ergo, you must have sat in it on Micah. I don't, I don't exactly, I couldn't figure out because where it was, it seemed like I couldn't really understand how I wouldn't have seen it on the seat. Like, wouldn't I? know I how see- you wouldn't have seen it on the seat. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, it was also on the seatbelt too. And it was right where my seatbelt was on me and okay. on my clothes. It was a mess. Hmm. Like I couldn't even, I had to get a huge wad of, wipes to actually even just get up off of my seat. I had to scrub and scrub and it was so bad. And then you're just trying not to think about the fact that this is someone's chewed gum and just hoping it was like some super clean child or something. You know, I was just trying not to go there and just clean off of me. Of course it had to be bright turquoise and it's all stuck on me. I mean, you saw when I came home, I ended up just throwing the clothes out. It was so bad. Gratefully, they were old clothes that I had worn who knows how many times had for years. 
And I was so thankful. I mean, the thought that I'd never, you know, it's, it's a thing I never thought of, of many times I'll be getting off of plane and going straight to some important business uh-huh. meeting or some speaking event. Never thought of the fact that I could be covered in gum. It was bad. But the worst part was that it was all over the ergo. And so I scrubbed for about 20 minutes at the airport to get it off because I didn't really want to even have Micah in the ergo with this gum stuck. I didn't want to get, you know, get on Micah. And so I got it somewhat scrubbed off, got home, asked the internet what I should do about gum stuck on you. I've never had this problem before because I don't chew gum. We don't really allow gum at our house. I don't can't stand gum. Although I found out a lot of stuff about gum the last few days. And I found that for sensory seeking children, it can be a really great thing. And so a lot of times children who have special needs, their therapist will encourage them to chew gum. So someone said maybe it was a child with special needs maybe, and their parents were flustered and they weren't paying attention. And maybe the child just didn't think about it and just took it out of their mouth and stuck it right there. Especially with your issues. And you know what? That just made me think of something. What? I wonder if baby D will be a gum smacker. <laughs> uh, just, I, I'm hoping the sensory seeking is going to come in other ways, but you know what? I, I can change. I have changed over the years, and so I can change. God can change me. But as of right now, gum is sort of banned from a home, especially after this situation. But I have to share with you so some interesting things that I learned. One One of the best, well, I asked, how do you get it off? The biggest suggestion was to stick it in the freezer and let it like kind of harden harden Mm -hmm. and then scrape it off. Um, Also, lemon essential oil was highly recommended. I guess they said it'll kind of melt the gum. I didn't want to put that on the ergo because I was afraid that it also might stain it. Although people said that it wouldn't, but the ergo was just made out of different material than a, you know, and then like a regular shirt or something. I didn't want to stain it. And so that was the other thing. And then goo gone. Yep. A lot of people recommended that. And then peanut butter, which I That was the one I didn't understand, but. Something about the oil of the peanut butter or something will absorb or help you like pull up the gum out of fabric. So that's what I ended up using. I got, I got the Ergo really cold. I didn't, completely freeze it, but I got it really cold. And then I put peanut butter on it and I scraped it with a knife and I did get it all out, which I was really excited about. But, um, I learned some things about gum that, you know, just fun facts that you never might know. So this was posted. Someone sent this to me. This was from DIY natural home on Instagram. And it says, Chewing gum is one of the simplest exercises to reduce and lose under chin fat. Since chewing gum works many muscles in your neck and face, that it can reduce a double chin and improve your jawline. That makes sense. Can't talking do that too, though? I don't That's the way that I've just, I've just been working my jaw. I'm not going to go there. I've just been working my jaw muscles that way. I mean, I just figured instead of chewing gum, I'll just talk. But this is someone else said, as with all things, moderation is key. Did you know you can chew gum too much? Excessive gum chewing can lead to migraines and TMJ. Oh, yeah. And this person said, back when I worked full time, I chewed gum constantly to relieve stress. And I gave myself migraines and cracked back molars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just tightens up your jaw muscles really badly. So 
I might have a double chin, but I'm not going to have TMJ or migraines. So I, I mean, I, I'm like kind of, which is, which is the better choice here? Yeah. I'll just talk. Yeah. I'll just talk no. a lot. <laughs> um, so I found that very interesting. And I guess that we can say that peanut butter and freezing a thing or getting the ergo cold and just the manual labor elbow grease getting the gum off and it it did come off so i was very the, grateful the for other, that. other moral story is look before you sit down in an airplane seat and don't blindly stick your hand down the hole where the seat belt attaches to the seat i've done that and there's like two prongs that are poking and not cut my hand doing it it's mm. very dangerous This episode is sponsored by ByHeart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. So I have been listening to a book this week. I asked on my Instagram I think it was two weeks ago for book recommendations because I didn't have any in Libby that weren't on hold and the holds were seven weeks out. So I got some recommendations and one of them was Healing Stones by Nancy Rue and Stephen Arterburn. And I feel like Arterburn, that name sounds really familiar. And I'm thinking, am I thinking of another last name or is that somebody who he's a speaker or an author? I haven't had the chance to research that someone who's listening to podcast can let us know, but it's the story of a woman who she has an affair and kind of the fallout from that. I'm about 75% of the way done with the audiobook, and it, she's meeting with a therapist. And I think that it's actually, I think one of these people is actually a therapist. And like I said, I need to research more, but it kind of brings in a lot of that just mindset to it and how we can't change other people, but we need to take ownership for our actions and how so often something like an affair is not just something that happens, happenstancely. It's, it's the result of many choices. And oftentimes it's things that you don't recognize. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you, you end up in this terrible spot where 
you are miserable and full of shame and guilt and all these things. And it's like, how did I get there? And so he's taking this woman back to really unpack, like, where did we, you know, where did I, how did I get to this place? And so far, it's just really made me think a lot. And where I'm at 75% of the way through the book, I am not sure how it's going to end up. And I love it when that happens. I will say there's a few parts that feel a little cheesy to me. Like the therapist says, holy crow a lot. Is that something that people say? I I have never heard that. I have never heard that. And it's not one of those things where it's like said once. I feel like it's been 20 times in the book at least. And then he just has some kind of quirky things that he does that at least when you're listening to the audiobook, it just, it kind of is a little grating. But the book so far is, is, um, has just been good and it's made me think and I've just enjoyed the story. So that's called Healing Stones. We'll link to it in the show notes. So let's talk about being a beginner. Micah, did you want to be a beginner? Is this your first podcast? Yes, I'm trying think to think. So. Is this the first At podcast that he has talked on? Verbal that he's been during the podcast. <laughs> are you, Do you, are you say saying something? you did you say you wanted mommy? You want to say something? Yes. You can talk. I yeah. think you're saying that you wanted mommy. That's the microphone. Yeah. Okay, so I recently started this new workout program because Jesse, I told you that it was time. Like it was time. I was ready. Micah's five months old. And I did a postpartum workout program that we talked about on the podcast a few months ago. That uh-huh. was good, but I needed something. It was even more challenging. Um, and so, Jesse, you have this program that you've been putting together based upon. Um, well, you want to just tell us a little bit no, about I'm it. No, I'm just gathering the workouts for you. I subscribe to the Mayhem Athlete. I've done that for probably a couple of years now. But they have several different modules within Mayhem Athlete, one of which is called Mayhem Moms. And... What they do is take programming that they've written out for, say, a higher level competitor, okay? And then they break that down based on skill level of the members. So they've got a Mayhem Scaled. They've got a Mayhem 60 that you can complete in in an hour. Then they have, they take the Mayhem Scaled and they break that down to a, what's called a Mayhem 30 or body weight. And then they break that down down even further for Mayhem Moms. Basically, you're just saying that it's a really, really dumbed down workout program and me saying that I really wanted to be, <laughs> wanted to push myself. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, it's anyway. Not, it's not a dumbed down workout program. I'm just giving you a hard time because you're like, we took this one and we broke it down 25 times into this little microscopic right, but, program. So what okay. that is an example of though is that the, one of the things I like about CrossFit is that it's infinitely scalable based on what you can do because it's all based upon how you feel and what you're able to push your body to do. So someone on one level may be able to push themselves to a greater extent than what you can and where you're at. So this leads into this whole be a beginner concept. We, I believe it was day two and I don't know exactly what I was doing that day. Probably some type of strength training thing probably using five pound dumbbells. And I was frustrated. I was frustrated because it was hard. Not frustrated in the sense of like, I want it to be easy. Frustrated in the sense of 
this should be easier. Like I should be capable of doing much more than this. And if you followed online for a long time, you know that I've done P90X. Um, I have done weightlifting with Jesse and was at one point quite fit. Now, I wouldn't say, you know, I wasn't like a CrossFit athlete or anything, but I was able to lift quite a bit of weight for my size and strong. Like I felt very strong and energetic. And so to be kind of back at this place where five pound dumbbells are pushing me and they're mm. kicking my behind and I'm barely able to get through this workout, I was frustrated. Yeah. And the weightlifting was, it was more of a bodybuilding programming. Okay. Thank you for clarifying You're that. Welcome. Um, I was not saying that. I, that sounded really snarky. I, I meant just like, you know, for me, yeah. I just kind of, you're very good about clarifying things so that they, yes. Okay. There's a difference between bodybuilding and CrossFit. Anyway. And weightlifting. And weightlifting. Um, so you looked at me and do you remember what you said? Something along the lines of, it's okay to be a beginner. Everybody's a beginner at one point. Everybody has be- been a beginner at one point for something. and. You don't start out as an expert. You don't even start out knowing half of what you need to know to be an expert. So be content to be a beginner and just go from there. And you reminded me of so many areas in my life where I've been a beginner Uh and where I'm no longer a beginner. Right. Whereas I could kind of be looked at as an expert, but it wasn't because I showed up two times. Right. It was day after day, month after, week after week, month after month, year after year, and like a decade of showing up, mm-hmm. that's how I became... Literally, you were blogging every single day for over a decade. Since 2004, 2005, pretty much every single day I've done something related to blogging, the blogging world, blogging business, writing a blog post, that sort of thing mm-hmm. every single day. I think I've taken, you know, maybe it's it's a very small amount of days off um, in that time period. And it was a good reminder. Like I needed that reminder because now it's like, oh, to write a blog post, I, I feel like I can kind of do that in my sleep. Not like we're not talking like this really in-depth sort of blog post, but I'm just saying like opening up my computer, doing all the things that I need to do to put a blog post out to the world is so easy for me because I've done it over and over and over and over again. Another example would be speaking for you. Speaking did not used to be a strong point for you, but now it is. I was just thinking today, what a wonderful job that uh, you were doing. You had an interview this morning, a radio interview. Two minutes before you had to get on for that radio interview, we were getting kids out of the bathtub. Mm -hmm. And yet you went and hightailed it downstairs, got done with the interview, came back and in five minutes and were helping me with with the kids again. It was nothing for you. And I thought, you know what? You have come such a long way. That's true. Because I remember... When I first did radio interviews, my very first book came out in 2010, I think it was. And I never, as far as I remember, ever done radio interviews. And I 
probably did 15, maybe 20 radio interviews. And that was back before podcast. So it was radio interviews were the thing. And I remember my first few radio interviews, I had stacks, literally stacks of papers laid out on all the different topics that they might possibly ask me something about. And I had points, bullet points for each of those because I was like, I don't know what to say. And it scared me so much and I was so uncomfortable. And it would be interesting to go back and listen to some of those radio interviews. We can go back and watch some of the TV interviews that I did which were, I just was a nervous wreck for weeks, sick to my stomach. Same thing with speaking when I would go to speak on a stage, being a nervous wreck. Like I felt like I could throw up anytime I would think about it and just couldn't sleep the night before because sometimes couldn't sleep a few nights before because I was so nervous about it. And you're right, doing it over and over and over and over again, you move past that beginner stage and maybe you never become this expert expert, but you become a whole lot better. And so that just encouraged me so much for you to say that to me and that reminder of showing up as a beginner, because it's hard to show up as a beginner. Like we want to move to the expert spot. That's where it's so much easier. Like when I can come down and just pick up the heavy weight and just lift it mm-hmm. like it's nothing. And I mean, not, I don't know. We'll see if I get to that point, but I hope I do. But it's hard to be in that space where you're a beginner and it feels like you're not making progress and you're showing up and it's just hard day in, day out. But I just want to encourage everyone who is listening, keep showing up, show up as a beginner. Mm-hmm. Because you can only go up from there. (laughs) Like you can't, there's only forward momentum that's going to happen. So keep showing up. And what is cool is that I've just been doing this workout program. I think it's maybe been two and a half weeks. And it was even over Thanksgiving where I didn't get to work out as much as I would have liked because we were out of town. And I can see progress. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is in my mind, like my mindset of Definitely. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to be a beginner and it's going to take time for me to get past that beginner stage, but I'm going to keep showing up as a beginner. I'm not going to beat myself up over the fact that I'm not where I want to be. I'm going to celebrate the fact every day that I show up, I'm going to celebrate that and know that just the act of showing up is what is going to make the biggest difference. Like, What you do matters, but the fact that you show up is the first step to success. That's part of the battle. I mean, you taking that one step forward, you know, in order to get someplace that you want to go, you have to take at least one step Mm -hmm. and you need to take that first step and then you need to take the next step and then the next step, one step at a time, you will slowly get there eventually, but you have to be perseverant and stick to it. So my encouragement to you today is show up as a beginner, whatever that looks like for you, whether that is you're working out or whether that is in a goal that you set, whether that is your finances, whether that is, you know, you are just learning in a relationship, whether that's in your parenting, you know, whatever it is, wherever you are in your life, you're learning a new skill, you're starting school, you're, you know, whatever that is for you, show up as the beginner. Don't beat yourself up. Don't feel like, I wish I was there. 
but just show up today. Keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. And over time, you will move from being a beginner to at least making some progress. But I bet if you stick with it, eventually you're going to be an expert and you're going to be then teaching other people and helping other people to show up as a beginner. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.